Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. Yezo! Hi. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm swell. I can't. Swelling. <laughs> You're swelling? Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, all right. So we are here. First of all, I think we got a lot of good feedback from our episode last week. I was really happy about how people responded to it, um, the work within the work. And so we are continuing that conversation today uh, because it's a really important one. And so we have three Super, super dope special guests here with us. I am going to let them introduce themselves. But first, the first person up that I want to introduce, I just have to preface with, like, this this person is one of the dopest humans I've ever had the privilege of being around. Um, I care about her deeply. I don't know why she fucks with my raggedy ass, because she's way doper than me. But um, <laughs> Nico, please introduce yourself to the people. Tell them who you are, and yeah, let's yeah. just get started. Go ahead. All right. Thank Make sure you, you speak you, up, too, you. sister. Yes. <laughs> yes. Peace, everybody. Uh, my name is Nico, and I go by any pronoun that's said with intention and love, but I also um, go by typically the pronoun she, her, they, them, um, and I currently serve as the Associate Director for Diversity and Inclusion at NYU. And I also serve as one of the healers as a part of Harriet's Apothecary. And I'm really excited to be here and be having this conversation. Dope. Okay. And then we also have uh, the fabulous Ilya from Decolonizing Fitness. Ilya, can you put us on to who you are? Let the people know. Yes. What up, everybody? Um, Yeah. Name is Ilya. I'm a black trans masculine person living in North Carolina. My pronouns are he and they, and I'm the owner of Decolonizing Fitness, which essentially is a social justice platform that um, makes exercises and fitness affirming and accessible to all bodies, no matter if you're fat, if you have disabilities, if you have chronic illnesses. And I also provide educational services for folks who want to make their fitness and movement spaces more affirming. That is super dope. Super dope. Shanti, bring us into our third guest, please. And last but not least, (laughs) my very, 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 very close friend, Desiree, who has been with me and seen me through some very difficult and transformative times um, and continues to be by my side through all of the things. Des is in Philly, and she can continue with the rest of her introduction. <laughs> uh, that's enough. No, um, 
Hi everyone, my name is Desiree. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a queer femme, energy worker, a folk herbalist, mother, and just general like lover and enthusiast of imagining other possibilities. I'm really into ideas of shared resources and alternatives to money. Um, so that's like currently where my energy is is feeling the most vibrant around like sharing and communal living and land sovereignty for black people. Um, so yeah, that's me. Oh, she's talking her shit. <laughs> yeah. So I just, uh, I want to thank y'all so much for being here. I want to thank you for your generosity. Um, you know, for sharing space, for giving us your time, giving us your energy, giving us your wisdom and some insight um, into, you know, places where we have fallen short. So very excited to have this conversation. But first, I think it's important that we start off um, with some some definitions uh, so that we can have some shared language so that folks can all be on the same page for this conversation. So Ilya, can you take us into that portion of... Yes, yes. Let me, uh, let me first start by saying that a lot of the terms that we reference regarding the queer community comes from like white academic spaces. So I just want to lift up that a lot of the folks that I build community with don't have access to this terminology, and that's quite fine. I don't believe in policing people who don't quite have the language right. I'd rather you meet me with respect as a fellow human as opposed to getting my pronouns right. So I just want to lift that up. Uh, I also want to lift up that language is forever evolving. So just like we can make up laws and any other type of shit we feel like we want to create, so do we create language. And language is a way that we're able to honor our lived identities, but we're limited to the colonizer's tongue, which is English. So I um, just want to make that be known that this ain't my terminology. This is just the closest thing I have to identify my lived experience uh, in the current political movement that we're in. So the first term is cisgender. And that essentially means any person who identifies with the gender that they were designated at birth. The gender binary is something that I always reference because I'm all about disrupting the gender binary. And essentially, the gender binary is like a classification system that only positions the genders man and woman as the standard and the only genders that exist in all of humanity. And we know um, that the gender binary now is a fairly new term in comparison to the ways that we've been living and how our ancestors lived and share space together. But we often reduce people to the gender binary and without the gender binary, there would even, wouldn't even be a need for trans or anything like that to exist because we would be able to be free in who we are and we wouldn't have to have that shit juxtaposed to like the standard man, woman. Heteronormative, which is a long ass complicated term, but it's essentially saying that the worldview is reduced to that of a heterosexual person. That is the norm, that is the standard that everything is based upon. Laws are built around that, institutions are built around that. And as we know, as black and brown folks, all throughout the diaspora, anything that's not linking to white 
man, white, woman, is automatically pathologized, and that includes uh, trans, non-binary, and queer people. Heterosexual is, a, is an adjective that most people are familiar with, and it's basically a term to describe people who have in romantic or emotional attraction to people of the opposite gender. Homosexual, which I still hear a lot of people saying is a very outdated term um, to reference people who have emotional attractions to uh, the same gender. I like to use same gender loving or gay or lesbian. Intersex, um, uh, most people know intersex as the term hermaphrodite or folks who naturally were born with secondary sex characteristics that doctors could not clump again under the, the gender binary or what is standard in biological terms as male and female. So you can have a variance of chromosomes, a variance of genitals, um, and so it leaves little room again for the variance that uh, human folks exist in. Uh, transgender is a term that refers to someone, and it, it's used often as an umbrella term, but again, this one has, this term in particular has been very much colonized. Um, and now what we're seeing is a lot of white um, people who have access to privileged resources uh, who are really defining what trans means. And it doesn't leave room for the variance even in the trans community that exists beyond the male trans man and the female trans woman that exists beyond that binary. But for these purposes, transgender is like an umbrella term that references anyone whose gender identity is different from what has been designated at birth. And the last thing I want to say, I just want to lift up that everyone, no matter how you identify on the gender spectrum, your gender was designated without your consent, i.e. a doctor looked at your genitals because doctors don't do chromosome checks. So I hate when people try to link biology and shit because you don't know what your fucking chromosomes are. Um, so really arbitrary uh, markers like genitals, um, the size of someone's hands, feet, if you have facial hair, if you don't have facial hair, has been linked to gender. But when we really unpack that, that's bullshit. Because we know women that have facial hair. We know niggas that ain't got no dicks. So it's a lot of variance in that. And all of us, without our consent, were allotted a gender. So the only thing that trans folks are doing are saying, hey, we don't want the gender that was assigned to us without our consent. We want the liberty, like our ancestors did, to be able to say, this is how I identify, this is how I live, and this is my truth. Thank you. And then there's one more term that I think, uh, it was interesting, I was speaking with my aunt the other day, and she was like, we hated the term queer. We hated it, and she's much older than us. So I'm curious to know what, what, what the feelings are around that, around queer, that word. Yeah, queer, historically, we've just went through a lot of language um, regarding the LGBT community. And before I get into why queer can be offensive to some people, I also want to lift up that the birth of the LGBT movement um, was a disruption of Black, Latinx, trans folks, particularly trans femmes, who was going against the NYPD. And they shut that shit down, known as the Stonewall Riots. So our movement was birthed not out of some white people 
trying to create a, a gay agenda. Our movement was birthed because the cops was fucking with us way back then. So I want to live. That's what the LGBT movement, that's how it started. It, uh, in essence, now has been co-opted. We see it being whitewashed. We see a lot of corporations taking hold to it. But that's not what the LGBT movement is about. The LBGT movement, just like any other resistance movement, is about the people that's on the ground with the boots on their necks from the states, and they're trying to disrupt that and start a revolution. So, um, so with with regards to queer terminology, that was a derogatory term at one at some point, and so older LGB folks really don't rock with it because people use that as a slur. It was a lot of anti. Um, it was a lot of hate and anti-LGBT type of moves coming out of that word. So some older folks will often hold on to words that we now know are really antiquated and very, very outdated, but that's their lived experience and that's their truth. And so some people ascribe to queer, some people don't ascribe to queer. So really when you when you meet an LGBT person or anybody, you just you you meet them where they at and you meet them with respect and you honor their language. Got it. Okay. Shanti, do you have anything that you want to jump in with? I want to ask everybody how they feel no, right that now. Was, that's the plan. Okay. So yeah. then Oh, she's busy. Uh Nico. <laughs> how do you feel right now in this moment feel? in time? Yeah, in this exact moment speak up, in time, speak up. I feel, sorry, sorry, in this exact moment in time, I'm feeling a number of different emotions, very layered. I mean, that's often the case, right? We're very rarely ever experiencing just one emotion at a time, but they all feel very intense um, emotions. So I'm in the space of, to be quite like open and frank of grieving, right? Grieving a family member. Um, while also grieving the experience of blackness and what has been happening to black people in this country, and particularly queer black people, and you know, living and identifying as a queer black woman who also can be perceived as masculine of center or androgynous, um, and seeing what's happening within my own community is really, really heavy. So I'm in that space of grieving while also simultaneously feeling a lot of joy at being able to look at the Black people around me, look at the Black queer people around me, and see all of the different ways that people are choosing to thrive within everything that is happening right now, and still being able to find pockets of joy and connection with each other um, brings me a lot of joy to see that and just continues to remind me of the resilience that we have as a people. Um, and also trying to figure out if I want to have hope, <laughs> to be real. Like, um, I have always been somebody who liked the notion of having hope and seeing that as being able to look at things in a positive light and hope for the best when it comes to things. But when looking at the the state and situation of Black people, um, I also wonder if I am living in a delusion of having hope that anything is going to shift um, without like the true radical liberation that we're going to need in order for that to happen in 
not being sure if people are really in the space to give up all of the ways that white supremacy impacts us uh, to figure out, is there another way to exist and live? So that was my long way of saying I'm feeling a whole lot of shit right now. <laughs> That's yeah. right. How you feeling? Oh, wow. That's such a... As you know, I had a very tender weekend. Um, <laughs> tender, huh? Yeah, I had a very tender weekend. Um, just, you know, experiencing some learning with some uh, very wise old plant medicines. Um, that really took me to some... Mm, some very interesting places in my experience of myself in this moment. Um, I've been having a really difficult time as of late because the energy right now feels very manic to me. Like there's this wholesale, I think, activating of so many people and everybody's like, I got to do what we got to do. We got to walk. We got to march. We got like, and that's, that's awesome. Right. Because everybody has their own rhythm in this process. But that's not my rhythm. And I worked for a long time in my own like um, healing journey and coming back home to myself to feel like I didn't have to rise to meet that pace. And recently I've really struggled with um, honoring my body's like resistance to trying to just um, move and do and go because that's what like the energy is around me. And judging mm -hmm. myself for um, not feeling more motivated or activated or really like already having a lane that I wanted to just like jump right back into. Um, and so it's been it's been really hard because I've kind of felt a little disconnected from this moment, but also realizing that like this is a long game and so things are going to come in waves and what I do know and what I'm not like willing to um, like bypass is really understanding and showing up for the role that like is my expression of the divine of God. And this weekend showed me that it's going to be weird. It's going to it's going to push the boundaries of what even is known as like progressive or radical. Um, and I have to be like okay with imagining possibilities that are like far out or like um right. inconvenient or um Lonely. you know force me to let go of this idea of like individual legacy or wealth or like individual mm. safety like I gotta let that go like like mm. that has to I I can't I can't be afraid to die in those ways you know, and I have to, I have yeah. to, I have to commit to that. And that's me. That's not everybody. Again, like everybody has different things that they wanted to learn by jumping in these bodies. But for me, it's got to get weirder. And I'm like, mm. um, but I think the, the other thing that I, I really like that I'm seeing, um, and it, it still has a long way to go is more censoring of black queer and trans folks, specifically trans folks. Um, and I think, you know, my reaction to, um, like just the ways in which I think people are understanding that 
folks of trans experience, black, brown folks of trans experience, like, are at the epicenter of all of our freedom. Like, it, it, that's, it's, it has to come down mm. to, to that, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. like, that's not negotiable. And I think more people exactly. are like, okay, but I, it, it needs to be like that. That can't go away. Like that is the, that's the bar. The bar is there. Yeah. Like that's, and we can't, we cannot go lower than that. So um, that's, that's felt really good to me. Yes. Yeah. Ilya, or, tell us, how you feeling? I'm, a, I'm in alignment with all that Desiree. Um, it's just, you know, even when, even when I first, um, like ascribed to this, like westernized version of transitioning, cause the whole, the whole act of like the medical transition of, you know, for, in my case, taking hormones and having to get surgery. Um, the first thing I do had, the first thing I had to do was, uh, go see a therapist and get assigned with a, a gender identity disorder that's non-existent at this time. Um, and they removed that out of the DSM, uh, five, but you know, I had to look at this, this white guy telling me something, telling me to admit to him that something was wrong with me. And I was like, no, it's fucking white supremacy or what I also call now. Cause ain't nothing supreme about that. I call that white barbarianism. Um, I got to look at this white person telling me something wrong with me and I got to pay him money for him to tell me something wrong with me in order to just live my truth when I know we're the bedrock of many societies culturally you know resistance wise all of the revolutions all of the people who are closer closest to spirit uh, even in, in, in that African and indigenous cultures you see that all throughout our history where those who moved freely spiritually through dual genders were closest to spirit, period. And to to have a colonizer remove me from that truth that ebbs in me all day, every day. And, you know, I see that shit coming out now. Like, we will rise to the top. And it ain't even no hierarchy shit. Because mm-hmm. I don't even want to be centered in that way. Like, I don't want to step on somebody else just so you can lift me up type shit. But I know that through this type of breath that trans and queer people of color like breathe in the fabric of, of how we exist in is literally going to get us to liberation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shanti, jump in. Huh. Um, I too had an interesting weekend. And um, I think a, th- a theme that came out for me um was commitment. No, I I really I've just been thinking about commitment and the choices that we have to make and again this idea that I went to a couple years ago, I went to Soul Fire Farm in um upstate New York. And that was kind of like my first introduction to like radical folks you know that like it wasn't like Mm. this liberal shit you know it was like radical was my first time having a round table and people had different pronouns and I was like what the fuck is going on right now and just backstory soul fire farm is a black owned farm that you know liberation through food um 
taking care of the land, all that good stuff. Um, and it was just a, a bunch of like black and Latinx, Latinx folks. And um, it was my first time encountering somebody that was, you know, just not with the shit, you know. And I remember by the end of it, I remember at first, of course, my first response was to, for me to feel uncomfortable. But at the end of it, I was clear that that person had, there was a transcendence. Like there was like, it, it was beyond the simplicity of, again, male, female. It was, it was a far more spiritual, ex lived experience and knowing very well who they were and how they wanted to live and like by any means necessary, even though I know that was really uncomfortable uncomfortable for them and they were constantly being um, misgendered, but I like, I could see the beauty and choice and commitment. And this weekend, that was something that um, really stuck out to me. And similar to Desiree, I feel a bit, I, f I feel the, the hysteria going on and um, I do feel a little disconnected from it. Um, and I'm just sitting with that and I'm processing that and I'm being very clear in the choices that folks make and the choices that I make, Where where is that coming from? and being honest with myself. And I think that this, the work mm -hmm. is in being incredibly honest with each other, with ourselves. And like nothing can be done until that, that happens, until we're committed to being honest. We're committed to, we're just committed to that period. So that's just been like a prevailing, um, it's been a prevailing thing for me and how I've been feeling. How do you feel, Antoinette? Yeah, how are how you? Are you? <laughs> I don't be, I, I, I have to be honest, like, I don't have, I need to sit my ass down and have more time to feel. And I know that because Shanti tells me that all the time. But I'm also like, the way I grieve is I want to step into action. Mm. That's how I grieve. I'm like, okay. Fuck that. Something's got to be done. We take it to the streets, burn it down, fuck all of them. And, mm -hmm. or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, they're not going to be out there marching, putting their lives in danger. And I'm not out there with them. Like that kind of vibe. Like those are my vibes. And I know that I need mm -hmm. to go inward more. And I've been having conversations with myself. I had a really great talk with one of my, with one of my aunts just around this and around like, cause it really gutted me a bit when I, I, I think I'm sure you, I had private conversations with most of y'all except for Desiree about like when we got the critique that we did that was like, yo, y'all are still centering men in this conversation. You're still embodying patriarchy. You're still da da da. And I was like, oh, oh, no, like I was really gutted by it. And it's part of that honesty of like having these hard conversations where like first you're defensive, like, no, I was actually at a fucking trans march. But then you're like, you didn't put words to that. And what does that mean if you were there, if you're still embodying mm -hmm. all those things? So just having these conversations mm -hmm. with myself of like, damn. And the way, uh, Ilya, you just put it where you're like, oh, well, we all were, you know, we all subscribed to what we were told we were. 
And it's all just made sense mm-hmm. from there on out. It's like mind blowing to to me. I'm like, oh shit! Somebody told me I was a woman that I was supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So that's why I'm rocking like this, which is mm. hilarious. If you really think it's like the most fucked up mind game that you could ever play on somebody. It's like, how smart are like what the fuck, Willie Lynch? Like this is crazy. But right. I think for me, I like I went to. I just live in a bubble too. And so when I went out in Brooklyn this weekend and there was that huge uh, march for trans folks and I was out there and I, my dumb ass didn't get the wear white memo. So I was out there all black. Looking wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Lucky> stupid. <laughs> but I was out there and Internet. I know. I was like, I just, I just saw the march and was like, I gotta go. And that's part of my problem. Sit your ass down, read a little more. You would have seen Maybe in the comments that you were supposed to wear white, but of course I didn't. But it was just beautiful. It was 15,000 people. It was the it was the largest march I had been a outside of Sean Bell, I think, that I had ever been a part of. And it felt so good. And I saw, you know, men there with their women, black men with their women. And I was like, okay, okay, this is good. Like, okay. But then like I, I started while we were walking, I started to think, like, wow, how many of these people are like me? who are still ignorant as fuck, but they just know, like, I know that y'all matter, but I don't, I'm still subscribing to shit that's, like, a problem. And I'm one of these Mm. liberals (laughs) that, like, are an issue. And so it just, i just been feeling, I've been feeling inspired. I've been doing a lot of research on my own. And it's about to get radicalized. I'm about to get... Like fuck y'all! Watch, watch. Burn the White House down. That's when Antonis was that fuck you know it's a motherfuckers. No, I'm serious, but like um, that's just how I've been feeling. So I've been, I've been, I've been asking myself why I set, why I tend to center men and why I hold them so close. I think a big part of it is because my mother is white and my father is black. And I saw what he had to deal with within our household and within like just my life. Like there was a point where he was considering walking around with our birth certificate because he would get stopped so Mm -hmm. often with my sister and I. So it's like, I just Mm want to protect him. Like I'm so close with him. I still want to protect him now. Like Mm -hmm. I take a bullet for that man. So I think that's part of my psyche of like, I got to protect these men. Mm -hmm. He's a big black man that like everybody thinks is, you know, um, Mm-hmm. that is violent or is that you know they have all these stereotypes around him so i'm just like absolutely the fuck not like don't you ever come over here with that shit um mm-hmm. which is real but it's also like i have to do some unlearning so that's just where i'm at um but speaking of yeah. that of centering men i really want to get into that conversation and i need y'all to help me break this down nico was breaking it the fuck down for me the other day i was like oh my god girl talk <laughs> your shit but i also want y'all to know like I don't want this to be like us asking you questions. If you guys have questions for each other, like let's just get into conversation. And I think we can jump off with like just that topic of how we go about liberation and how it's often Mm -hmm. through men and through a certain type of man within, especially Mm -hmm. the black community. Can I, I I think those should be clearly different questions i'm so interested in what everybody's idea of liberation is okay i think that requires and des and i are always talking about it an imagination that is beyond yeah what we can fucking imagine and that's really exciting and then 
or after or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it should Agreed. be clear that those are like separate. Were, were, they are two separate things. When I think of liberation and what is yeah. going to require, I, I like the seed of it for me comes to, we are human beings living on a planet that is abundant in plant life and food and water and resources to build the shelters that we need to, to live as humans on this planet. And somehow we have bought into the notion that we have to pay to live on the planet. So we have to pay for our water, we have to pay for our food, we have to pay for our shelter, all of these things that are basic to being a human being. And that reality shapes everything else that we're seeing, right? So white supremacy comes in and feeds us this notion that we need to pay to live on this planet and then creates a system, a one-up, one-down system that says, okay, somebody has to be at the top controlling all of these resources and then there has to be people at the bottom um, that are also under our control and they're going to need us to be able to get the resources to live. And it just spirals from there, right? And in all of these different ways, we have bought into white supremacy. So through capitalism, through racism, through the oppression and the murder and annihilation of black people, of queer people, of queer people of color, all of these things are a part of this system and what keeps us tied into here. So to me, when I think about liberation, that means going all the way to this the space of what does it mean and look like to divest from this idea that we have to pay to live on the planet? What systems are going to come down when you decide anything that is a living being on this planet is worthy of life and worthy of being here and existing in the way that it needs to exist? And together, we're all going to look towards that elevation and upliftment of each other. And until we can like get to that place, then... To me, I think it's not really about liberation. It's more so about how can I take the space that is at the top of that hierarchy while saying, like, I'm not going to do it in the same way. I'm not going to be as bad as white people are not going to do this, but I'm still willing to mm-hmm. invest in systems that deprive people in Sri Lanka and Bangladesh of being able to get paid to make the clothes that we have, right? Like, I'm okay with that, but keep me living here in America, like these these things mm-hmm. can't go together and so liberation is really going to require like to what mm-hmm. Desiree you were talking about before like it's really going to require us to step out of everything that we have known and really imagine a new way and the piece of hope that I have to which I was talking about before is that everything that's burning down right now is paving the space clearing the space for a new way to come for a new imagining to be able to come in mm-hmm. um because we like we have shown as black people that we are phoenixes right like we are able to rise from any and everything always 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 um and so i don't see this as any different <laughs> other than it's going to require us as black people to be able to divest from the system as well which means, you know, if you're saying Black Lives Matter, then you need to really be embodying all Black Lives Matter. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And who are you centering in that conversation? Because once, you know, as Cesar is speaking to and as Ilio is speaking to, once you are looking at the most marginalized, marginalized of them all and centering them 
and saying they need to be liberated, then that means everyone else will be liberated as well, right? Like there's no way that that cannot happen. And so black people really need to, to be holding that awareness so that this new way can start unfolding from it and we don't just keep replicating the same types of systems. You know what I'm saying? Did that make sense? I can pick up what you're putting okay. down. You picked it up. You picked it up. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm tired of paying a living on the planet. What the fuck? Where else am I going to go? Like, for real, yes. listen to some Elysium shit and you, like, go and live on Mars. Which I knew you was going there to the start. I was going to bring up but, Mars. You know what I'm saying? But, like, come on, yo. Go no, for real. Like, stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> Is everybody in agreement with that? That's, yeah, yeah, I mean, especially the part about, like, I don't know, I'm really interested in, in like, how we've just erased all the commons. Like, like there's private ownership of beaches and water, right. and, like, it's just, and it's, mm. yeah, like, even this idea of centering, like, humans as the most mm. important thing on this planet. Wow. Like, right. Right. Other than human resources, like mm-hmm. we got it. Like it's to me, it's I'm just like ecosystem has always been right. my my thing. Like right. we have forgotten that we're part of an ecosystem. Like these, you know, natural resources, the places that we walk, the places that we live. Like they have their own energy. They have their own expressions, mm-hmm. and it's not just for us to just be continually like consuming and using. Right. And it's it's like, and so I think you know another part too is in this like everything has to come down I don't know that people realize that it's like everything has to come yes. down yes everything everything like, and I think where everything. a lot a lot of us get stuck is like for each individual person like when it bumps up against the like bounds of like us feeling safe like mm-hmm. what safety means for everybody like everybody mm-hmm. is radical until it's like ooh that security that safety and i just i'm like so big on on um like taking focus away again from like individual like this is my life i have to like have these things for my family and my and like Mm -hmm. really see what it would take for us to like have like live and work communally like because Mm -hmm. i feel like until we can look to each other and be like this is a safe place for you to land and to go to that place of fear or like safety or the, the, the like strip that need for security and we got you, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to ask people to like push themselves past their fear place because we have no network of support to catch people. Like we just don't. Right. And I feel like mm. black people in particular, I'm like, that's our shit. Like, all this shit, capitalism, like you were saying, like like the gender binary, that's white shit. That's not our shit. That's right. not our shit. And so yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I really I really want us to, to ask what it would take to be able to live and work like almost community to the max so that we can all be safe to push past these places of like, well, I'm good until it threatens my own like security, even when, even mm-hmm. when, and even recognizing that those places of security come from very real trauma. You know, it's like, how do you ask someone who, like, grew up, lights getting cut off, homelessness, houselessness, you know, to be like, 
Okay, let's think about like you not worrying about what you're doing for work or what you're doing for money because you need to kind of adhere to ideas of uh, liberation from capitalism. It's like, no, fuck it. I, I grew up not feeling safe and not feeling housed. Right. I'm, that's what I'm mm -hmm. worried about. But I think if we can like mm -hmm. provide a space where folks will know that they will be fed well, tended to, cared for, it will be easier for us to take those steps beyond the bounds of what we know our own like security or feeling safe might be so that we have room to then dream and imagine like that's the right. that that requires we have to make space for that that's not something that mm -hmm. just generally just like happens we have to feel safe enough to even like have hope Nico like you were saying to to dream like that that needs to be um I think a more fertile ground for that, and I think that's a communal process. I don't think that's an individual. So you, process. so you don't think it's it's work that has to be yeah. done internally. Like you don't think it's daily decision making that has to be done in order to one realize why you may feel unsafe, to realize how mm -hmm. these structures have affected you deeply, and how you right. are actively committed to participating right. in it. You think that that's a community thing that makes you realize that there's another possibility, or I again. Uh, I think it's uh, a both this weekend, and. Thing. I feel like it's like yeah. a. Uh, I think it's, it's both, both and because we did yeah. that together. But it was like a faith. You weren't thing. by yourself. Even then, like, we were like, "What the fuck <laughs> is know? the next though? Like, we gonna make these decisions, but like, nigga, what are what's it gonna look like?" And I think that 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 has to be like that's. If we are living in relationship yeah, with people, there's only so yeah. much we can do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, of course, mm -hmm. we all do our internal work. Like, that, to me, is like it's in tandem. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think there's only, there's things that, like, I, I kind of sometimes hit walls in my own, like, internal introspection because I don't have anyone, like, reflecting or, or, or being with me or asking me questions because mm -hmm. it's not... We are all like parts of each other. There is no separation. Like all of us on this call, all of us listening, like we are all pieces of something really intricate and something that's been, um, I don't know, like like this, you know, Shanti, you talk about it, like this, the, the dream, like God's like dream, the universe's dream or how like the universe experiences itself. And I think even in my moments where I'm like, I don't know how the fuck this is gonna happen. Like it's just been too many years, too many centuries, too much trauma, like I also, really believe that the fact that we're all here together in this moment mm -hmm. mean that it's going to be okay but right. that's like mm -hmm. but we're all here together mm -hmm. in this moment it's not just like Desiree making the community the community agreements by herself you know what I mean like it has right. to be we're um I, I think it's like a it's a dance it's a rhythm yeah. of like kind of being able mm -hmm. to dip in and out of like okay I'm like to myself right now doing my thing and then some people being like hey did you eat today mm. I think that's right. enough isolation for you. Like, so you like, we need things to be done. Like, I think it, I think yeah. it has to be in tandem because both those pieces are important. And I think that's why it's interesting. I love what you said, Desiree, and I'm, I'm, because I think that's why the, the the moment that we're in, where everyone is viewing each other as potentially contaminated, but it also mm -hmm. bringing us very close. Um, even even on a communal level, like with grassroots organizing, when you see a lot of mutual aid becoming more mainstream type initiatives, um, the things that we've done for survivorship are like commonplace now. 
and and the identities are stripped down to you may potentially have the virus as well. But because we don't know what our next day is going to look like, let me strip those identities away and let me bring the humanness. And, and it also shows the interconnectedness because you can't escape the virus, no matter how you identify, no matter how you live in at any potential time, any moment, any person could be walking around with it. Any person could potentially get it, give it to their loved ones. So it's a way that is kind of a, an unearthing process that is very painful and very difficult for us to go through. But it's also spawning a revolution because also when you ain't participating in capitalism and you're mm-hmm. forced to be stuck at home and lifting up the people who had a luxury to be stuck at home. Um, but when you're forced to, to be stuck at home and you're forced to sit and reflect and sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts without all that other shit, putting you on this wheel, this cog, this spinning and spinning, that breeds a revolution. Because then when you fucking have all of those those superficial things removed, then you're like, oh shit, this what it is. And then you have that pushback of what is happening, this sanction violence that we know happens over and over again, but, you, but it literally hit the mainstream over and over again, consecutive deaths over and over again. And it just was a, it was just like a breeding ground for like the shit to just pop off in a very real way that is going to literally change the earth. It's already, it's already changing. Right. And like, I'm, I'm in a space of wondering around, is this, so I am someone that comes from the space of, uh, I don't trust the government and, There is a virus right. happening, right? And I I believe there is a virus happening. I'm not necessarily one of those 5G people. <laughs> but I do also, um, I do not put it past our government for this to be something that is mainly oh, yeah. released and used as a form oh, of population yeah. control yeah. and all kinds of things, right? And so I'm wondering if there was this blind spot in doing this and missing the fact that in people having to be at home and having to face the reality of not living the American dream in terms of being productive in the ways that we've been taught to be productive or successful in the ways that we've taught to be successful or losing their jobs, all kinds of things happening, um, forcing people to start tapping back into their humanity and start being able to lift the veil a little bit to see the humanity in other people, which kind of takes away the linchpin of white supremacy right because white supremacy is counting on the fact that you are not connected to your humanity and you're not able to see and value the humanity in another let alone any other life on the planet and that's how all of it keeps working it cannot work if we are able to see our humanity and see the humanity in another and love ourselves and love whoever is presented before us it's not going to work right and so I, yeah, I just wonder, like, is this a spot that they missed, that they weren't looking uh, or thinking was going to like, happen? Like, Bob, you're getting right, fired. Right. You fucked up. You didn't see this, Bob. Right. How could you not see this? Right. No, fired. for real. For real. For real. Like, I, I wonder, and, and again, like, the seeds of hope that I have, it, it, lay, it lays in those, like, kind of pockets of, like, all right, I know y'all trying to fuck with the... I don't know if I can say that word. Yeah, what? I know you, okay. I know you're trying to fuck with us, right? I know you are trying to do continuous forms of genocide 
towards us and against us. I know this, and I know that this is an arm of that. And also, you sleep in. You yeah. sleep in on us. And you sleep in on the sleep. fact that yeah. we are going to continuously, continuously awaken, right? And yeah. what we are seeing now, hopefully, is a more infused, activated space of a civil, a new civil rights movement in the sense of it's not enough for us to to just have a seat at somebody's table, like, fuck your table, who made the table, who said, I want to be a part of making yes. that table, like, fuck mm-hmm. all that shit. And also, we're going to see and value the lies of the intersectionality of what it means to be a black person. We're not a yes. monolith. We're not going to continue to go with respectability politics. Yeah. I am here. You're going to see my fucking ass. <laughs> and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Nico. Yeah. Talk your shit, Nico. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So then let's talk about the centering of the black man and the struggle. Please, somebody just get into this. Y'all don't want me to go first. This is Y'all deep. don't want me get, to go get, first. Go the fuck <laughs> in, please. Just go <laughs> in. Everybody's quiet like, oh, oh shit. shit. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I want to go back, Antoinette, to something that you were saying when you were, you know, honoring that you you got work to do. We all got work to do. Um, but you were, you know, you were really like, in, in my opinion, I don't know you like that, but I feel like you were a little hard on yourself because I think society has positioned you to center um, black men. And with the very, very specific way that you have come into this world and been connected to a black man through your father, a cis, let me lift up cis black man, because um, I want to honor that trans men don't get that same. We, we, don't, we don't get right. thrusted in that same position in those mm-hmm. ways. So a cis black man, a cis head black man specifically. Um, so that's, that's mm-hmm. by design. Um, and we know that we know how patriarchy is infused. We often, you know, come down on cis women who um, perpetuate patriarchy. But there again, if you have a cis head man telling you how to be, aka a Steve Harvey is what I call him, um, telling you how to live, telling you how to move, and punishing you when you don't do it right, but never ever ever look at they shit. Um, and especially when they have more access to power and resources to be able to make tangible changes very fast, but they want to continue to punish you and blame you for the shit in the ways you ain't showing up. So I just want to honor that the fact that you are often forced to anybody who was assigned female at birth, honestly, that's a person of color is forced to sit back and always number one, carry the burden of the world. Number two, mm-hmm. then literally have to hold accountability, have to hold the emotions of everybody, but hold their emotions and not put them on nobody. Uh, so I just want to to hold space for folks who are learning, um, who are cishet women in particular, and who feel like, you know, they need to do better by trans and queer folks. I get it. Yeah, you do. This ain't no pass. But but just honor that, you know, cis men, white cis heteropatriarchy got you thinking you ain't doing enough when you're really doing more than they ass right. ever has done. Ever. Word, word. Thank you. And I just want to say, like, that's part of what I was uh, speaking to earlier around. Um, it just flew the fuck out of my mind. Yeah. It'll come back to me. It'll come back <laughs> to me. catching back. up. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Word. It'll come back to you. 
All right, well, let's get, come on, y'all. Get yeah, into I, it. I, you know, I don't have, you know, it, it's just, it's so funny because, so when I saw, Aunt, that you posted, um, the video of the the young man on the bullhorn. I'm obsessed and, with that kid. Like, and you had the caption like our next leader. I was like, mm. nah. <laughs> like I just had this moment where I was like, you know, but it was. I just I looked at. I was like, mm, and I was like, I don't agree. But you he's know, doing it, his best. He's he's nineteen. No, it. It was it was more about you know this idea that number one I don't feel like I said you know if this movement had a central leader, which it doesn't and it won't, it would not be <laughs> like, a, I don't think uh, a cishet man. I don't know this person. I don't know how they identify. I don't know you how know, he I don't, but, <laughs> You know, but it, to me, it's like that, that is still, I think, a desire for a lot of people to have like a, a leader, not saying you in particular, but like that there is going to be leadership that, that rises that rises up mm-hmm. and that when it rises up it will be a black yeah. cis man and yeah. I'm like no no I don't, <laughs> it, it, I don't it think that I think right. it's just no, gonna it be multiple people doing doing their due diligence in their different areas right. so like this right. young man is super involved with like being civically engaged and demanding change in that way so I'm like okay King go ahead do your thing like you 19 right. you out here talking your shit telling us how we can register to vote Telling old heads, like, if you didn't mm. actually register for your absentee ballot, you ain't going to get the shit. Like, I, I'm like, you, you're doing your thing. But I don't think I don't think that we're going to have, like, a, a Martin mm-hmm. or a Malcolm or a James even out here. Like, I, I don't. I think it's just going to be multiple folks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why and we just, need it, especially when, when Angela Davis is still alive. Nikki Giovanni's still alive. We still got people still alive talking this shit. We just ain't listening. Right. Right. We do. And I just and, like to hear. Oh, I'm, go ahead, Nico. No, I was just gonna. I remember what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that. Are, so, bo- what both of you, all of you, are saying, um, speaks to when I was talking about like this, freight, like having to shift our framework and really think about liberation in a completely different way, and not just be trying to stay in this one up, one down system, but just put myself mm-hmm. at the top, right? And really being able to, to divest from that and patriarchy white supremacy unfortunately is still very much alive and thriving even within this movement right like just looking look at like the term black lives matter itself there are three women Mm. two of them queer women who are like are the center of this and that's rarely ever really acknowledged you know what i mean Mm -hmm. people have the nerve there are cis het black people that have the nerve to be using the language of Black Lives Matter, but then talking shit about trans Black people or talking shit about, you know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Like talking <laughs> shit about queer Black folk. Like what? But you're going to take the terminology of mm-hmm. these queer people and use them in your mouth, right? You're going to take language mm-hmm. of James Baldwin or Julo, all of these people yeah. that are queer people of color, queer Black people, and quote them and do all kinds of things in relation to them and still have the nerve to have the levels of homophobia and uh, transphobia that exists. Like, what? You need to sit down. Like, sit down, because you are not here for the liberation of black people then. Mm, You're not. And stop saying that you are. So move aside. And if what you want to do is continue to align with white supremacy, because that's what you're doing, then go over here. Right? I don't got time. Stop playing. Yeah. 
They want to deconstruct race all day long, mm. but don't want to deconstruct gender. Right. You know, the, right. the tentacles, um, the octopus that is white supremacy and the tentacles that extend uh, through every institution, you know, it kills me when cishet men are like, you know, fuck white supremacy and, they, and, and all their knowledge is coming from books right. written by white men. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Talking about patriarchy in various forms. Um, and, you know, and talking about how you know, the woman should be barefoot and pregnant in the house and, and folks still saying that shit mm-hmm. and people still ascribing to that. When don't when folks don't even realize your auntie with the chest hair in between her cleavage, she been disrupting gender binaries with a full ass goatee. Right. And we never shave that shit. She's right. been disrupted. Yeah, no way about it. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Yeah. Like the, and that's that's another piece that I wanna share too, like um even when, because now it's it's cool and trendy for uh, cishet black men to study feminism and wear flowers in their hair and all this extra shit, and and I'm not knocking that by no means, but you know it's it's a way that we don't visualize what manhood and womanhood looks like in a Western construct mm-hmm. that was only deemed for cis men and cis women, mm-hmm. and that's again exactly why your auntie who is big and dark-skinned and has a barreling voice and broad shoulders would never be viewed as a woman, whether she identifies as cis or not. Society is not making womanhood for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you even get into eugenics and all of that shit, the same twisted-ass, sick-ass white people that said that because of the size of our ancestors' skulls and the shapes of their noses and shit like that, that they were animals are the same twisted white people that said our queerness and our variance mm-hmm. in gender expression was patho- was a pathology. Mm-hmm. That's two. That's the same. That's two sides of the same coin. Word. And if you're if you're truly doing your studying and if you're you know into feminist thought third wave feminism or whatever and you haven't been able to unpack that beyond patriarchy affecting a cis man and a cis woman you ain't doing your work or yeah word like the and the i was just gonna say just like even the <clears throat> the recognition of the versions of the mm. binary, right, of manhood and womanhood mm-hmm. are bootleg versions of it like we are getting this from people who didn't even see our humanity, period. Mm. And so we think that they are going to give us the the version of manhood mm. and womanhood that they're that they are even subscribing to. They're not, right? Like so you're getting a bootleg version of a colonialized mentality of what it means to exist on this planet. And for some reason we don't really sit and and look at that and look at even when we believe or say, you know, I no longer subscribe to Christianity, right? There are a lot of folks that do, but there are some that are saying, you know, like I don't subscribe to Christianity because it has been used as a tool of oppression for white folks, but we still hold notions of what is right and what is wrong and not taking a moment to sit down and really critique and think about, oh shit, my whole notions of right and wrong are coming from a colonialized religion that was forced Mm. upon my people. We practiced spiritualities that were vast in terms of gender expression, all kinds of things. And that was stolen from me. And this was put in its place. 
And now mm. I am centering my whole notion of how mm-hmm. the universe works and what is right and wrong is coming from my oppressor. Child. Savagery. Child. I call it liberation. Wow, yo. <laughs> How yes. is that what you want to emulate? Like, how can you that sit and be down. okay? <laughs> they don't want to get into like, that. Right. They don't want to get into that. They don't want. Don't you don't threaten that's what has white to Jesus. It that's is. What has yeah. to oh, go. I know, but it I'm just saying. I, I was on, I was just on an episode with a bunch of men that I care and love about, love on, and everything else. And Jesus is the way, child. And I'm just like, okay. That's that a whole other podcast. We get into open. that later. But. Yeah, because it ain't got you free yet. It no. ain't got you free. <laughs> That's the thing, yo. And they don't That's even want to like, read, read the Bible or like engage with it with any sort of nuance mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right. you don't need, it's like this, um, yeah, this thing of like Jesus and Christianity, even in that, it's so one dimensional because there doesn't, there's no room for any yes. sort of exploration into like you know mm-hmm. the the text that it's based on. So I'm like, y'all just out right. here skimming the surface. James and Baldwin yes. was sticking up for it. James Baldwin with fucking Nikki Giovanni was like, well, we took Jesus over. They didn't realize we was going to do that, but we took Jesus over. And I was like, <laughs> did we? Like, girl, like. You you smart and all, but you tripping right now. Like I don't think so. It's still white Jesus. Oh yeah. God, child. And I, you know what I was gonna say just about the centering. I think for me, why I get so like uh, is because the lack of of cent of or the centering of cishet men becomes a lack of centering of lots of other voices and lots of other bodies. And then that leads to violence. Like Mm -hmm. when I talk to black cis men that I love dearly, particularly about trans folks and trans experience, there's this like weird anger resistance that comes up. And I'm just like, until y'all work that out, like ain't no lead nothing, bruh. Like, cause I, this is, like you need to I don't know what that's about sir yeah. like I, it, it's it's very I don't know it it's it's shocking to me the mm-hmm. level of deeply um like rage or like wrath that I see bubble up with some mm-hmm. cishet men and it's it's, to, it's deeper than bubbling up they're killing they're I mean, killing literally, like trans men and this women. is a yeah this is mm-hmm. a this is I mean yeah. we and we can't like we need though we need our trans fam like we need yes. those voices we need that like that's in the building of the new world mm-hmm. we can, we can't do it without that so if this censoring of, of black cishet men also comes with like the killing and the violence of, i'm just like yeah. we that's that's like Word. no deal it's no deal right it's no deal for me so i do get a little you know when i see um especially like in protest circles or when people are like you know constantly just sharing sean king i'm just like like it i i I can't i'm just like not if that's not no and i could probably be a little you know more gentle with my i just be like wrong no you know because i'm just like i can't we don't i just i i feel you know there's a sense of urgency that i have i'm just like i we can't keep we cannot keep losing particularly black trans women we cannot mm-hmm. we cannot we cannot i just i'm yeah. like it, it, it's yeah. I, I feel very that's like a 
it's very, very sore and, and sweet to me. And I just, yeah, yeah. It's, it makes it really hard for me to um, not want to immediately, like, turn off, <laughs> like, turn, right. t- like, turn your mic off. Yeah. And everybody deserves to speak. I'm just like, please, where's that mic? That mic needs to be off. Like, somebody turn it right. off. Like, I just, yeah. because it's it yeah. comes, you know, with this incredible violence often. Right. I feel the same exact way. And, I mean, it's making me think of an experience that I had a couple no, a year ago now, um, which I, I want to speak to, but also just um, the the notion that we can exist without the voices of queer people of mm. color. When we look, like, just look, turn, like, do your Sankofa, yo, like, turn and look back <laughs> and look at who was fucking there that mm. pushed the faces of the civil rights movement to get us where we are now, to yep. force us to envision a different way. Mm-hmm. We're queer, black people. Where the fuck would we, literally, where would we be now without them? Mm-hmm. And how do you think mm-hmm. we can have a new way without us being there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes no fucking sense, yo. Like, we have to be there. Mm-hmm. We have to, like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Particularly, I mean, just speaking, like, thinking about what you shared before, Desiree, around um like we are all each other right like we are all like if you want to take it to that space like we're all Mm -hmm. cosmic consciousness experiencing itself in different variations Mm. and so how the fuck you gonna leave yourself behind where you you can't go nowhere if you leave a piece of you behind break that down nico because that's gonna go over some people's nico, break that down in five minutes real quick (laughs) god actualizing himself and then you know (laughs) that all right, well, maybe I not. Mean, Sorry. No, she was I mean, like, sure, like, say no though. more. <laughs> say less. No, like, I, I, let me think. So, like, essentially, like, just thinking about you, yourself, and the embodiment of who you are now, right? Like, there, for you to be a fully realized human, whole and healthy human, you have to attend to all the different aspects of you that have experienced this lifetime up until this point. Right, like you have to, so whatever you have experienced in your past, if you are not coming to a reckoning with that, if you're not enfolding that into who you are right now, then you're always going to be in a space of um, being disembodied, Mm. right? Like you're never going to be able to fully actualize who you are if you're not able to acknowledge and accept the entirety of who you are. Right, and so the same thing is happening if you think of all of the living things on this planet as different body parts, right? Like seeing humanity as one body, right? Mm-hmm. Like how are you going to move that body forward if you're like, nah, I don't really need this foot right now. I don't really need this right. Like you can't do it, yo. Like you're, Or if you're going to do it, you're really going to have to think about a radically different way of doing it, right? So, but essentially what I'm mm. saying is that within that, you have to include and center queer black people, Damn, queer and trans people. black people of color. Like you cannot leave them out of the equation because then humanity is never going to heal, right? You're going to be in a perpetual state of reliving these same systems and these same pains because you're not willing to to bring the entirety of who you are forward um 
that's just my perspective on that. <laughs> tell but us about that's really how I feel about the liberation. Can you tell us? Um, can you tell us? You you were about to tell us what your experience a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to cis het men, cis het black men, and you know, I shared this with you briefly, internet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I be having this, like... Y'all got beef. They got beef with you. Yes. I don't know why. I've seen it yes. myself. I've seen it. like, she fine. Yes. That's why. That's, that's really <laughs> what it is. Be like, what, what the <laughs> fuck, yo? Come here. No. That's what Listen, it is. Mm. It's, it is so bizarre. And... It really, like, it pains me deeply because I am somebody who I love black people. Like, I love black people. And I love the entirety of black people. So I love black men. <laughs> and I love cishet black men. I do. And I will, if there is a black person you in will. need and I have the means or way, I am there. Period. Right? Like, I am there and down for black people. And so the experience that I had, um, I was at a, a club, well, a bar, which I will not name, but she was at a club um, in New York. <laughs> I actually have been there with you before. Oh, okay, I'll tell okay. you about it later. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm at a bar and I'm trying to get to my friend, but I love to dance. I will dance all night long, right? So I'm dancing, trying to get where I'm going to get to my friend. And I am behind, like, I get stuck behind this uh, cis black man. And he turns around and he looks at me. And then he, like, whips his head back and he looks again. And he turns around and he pushes me. He's like, I don't do that gay shit. He thought I was a man. And he flipped on me. And... I was going back and forth with him. Antoinette knows I got that fire in me. So I pushed him back. Like, what the? Back up off me. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, yo? Stop playing. Like, come, let's do yoga. And also, you fuck with the wrong one. Don't mess with me, yo. Um, but he, 
so we were going back and forth and he told me like he put me in a headlock and he was like i'm going to kill you like i don't do this gay shit and it took his friends coming to pull him away and that shit fucked with me for so long like i literally walked home i got my friend and i told her what happened we were walking home and after she left i literally was like walking home holding my body like it felt like my insides were gonna fall out because it it was the combination of yo this like i've never experienced someone intent like you could see it in his eyes right like intent on ending my life just because I was not a straight person. And that compounded with the fact that it was a black man. I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Because I know if like if I had seen this man on the street and someone was fucking with him, the cops were fucking with him, I would be the one to stop and be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo. And he wanted to snuff me off this planet. And it was like, it blew my mind. And I'm just like, how... How is this possible? I've seen the aggression that, that that cis het men have towards you. And I, I never it's understood bizarre. it, but I've definitely seen it. I've never seen yeah, that, man. but I've seen the aggression and the like resentment. It's that's weird. a that that Nico, damn, I'm so sorry you went through that. And that's that's something that I've experienced a lot too. And unfortunately, masculine presenting folks um who were assigned female at birth we get that shit a lot and we're we're another statistic mm-hmm. because um mm-hmm. cishead niggas just fuck with us in a very different way mm-hmm. um as as nico mm-hmm. like pointed out i've i've been like i've been yoked up out of a swimming pool i've like had to fight and then i'm like you know other people telling them oh that's that's a woman that's a girl you know what I mean? It's just like it's just this very, this very vitriol that um, black folks have for black queer and trans people. It, mm-hmm. We're we're dehumanized in such a way, um, as you can see through the legislation that's being passed, mm-hmm. as you can see through even mm-hmm. this thing that's called the trans panic, the uh, LGBT panic defense, where you can hold ass use a defense. Um, a legal defense to get your ass off of murdering a LGBT person. And um, and so, again, just ways that we're dehumanized uh, in this society. So it's easy for you to, um, you know, take the life of someone in that way, in such a brutal way, or just attack yeah. someone in yeah. such a very, very deep, brutal way. Because, you know, like you named, Nico, with us being like an embodiment of each other and all literally connected if you can't even see somebody as a human you damn sure ain't seeing them as part as part of your body hello. You know what i mean hello yep um and so it's it's just a very sad pain i've had to bury my trans kindred who was dead named trans men in particular um so it's it's so it's so surreal that tony mcdade the mm-hmm. black trans man mm-hmm. that was shot in tallahassee florida <clears throat> Um, by the popo too, by 12, fuck 12 all day, that was shot by 12, um, was lifted up, because we very rarely get lifted up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have a I have a homie, um, real quick, um, may they rest in peace. They were uh, literally um, having to per- participate in survivorship from the selling of drugs, because Black trans people can't get no damn jobs. Right. Um, and so, you know, they went to make a transaction and um, the person thought they were 
uh, a cis man at first and realized that they were uh, a trans man and and beat them up very, very bad. And then they tried to shoot them. My friend tried to shoot them. And then the person came back and not only killed my friend, but then burnt the body and then put it in the trunk of a car. And they were misgendered um, in all of the news accounts. So they didn't even get honor in their death, in their life or their death. So those are the stories. um, And that's not even to talk about the life expectancy of a black trans woman mm-hmm. is 35 years old, but oh, those are the stories that all of us uh, in the in the black trans community, those type of stories we all have, um, right. and it's just a way that we walk through this world, just almost like a shell um, because of all the shit that we've been through. But I, I have to ask, like, for our black male listeners, what the fuck is our number like to, that identify as? Uh, cis, hetero, whatever. Like, what the fuck is in you that 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 you are filled with that kind of self hate? Because it's not even hate towards somebody else. Like, you obviously yeah. hate your fucking self that you're gonna burn somebody's body, put it in a trunk. Like, what the what the fuck does that stem from? Like, is it is it just how fragile your fucking masculinity is? Like, what is it? Definitely, and I, th- I really want to know. I think it's connected to their their freedom in some way or their frustration mm-hmm. with their lack of freedom or their with frustration their with their lack of ex- yeah. expressing themselves beyond mm-hmm. a certain space sexually yeah. and mm-hmm. it and it fucks it with like, them deeply and yeah. I, and it's trauma yeah, it's like too how dare you you know it's tra- yeah. it, of course yeah. it's trauma too <clears throat> or the fact that these folks have an audacity to be who they want to mm-hmm. be that's why I think right, they're the greatest that. lesson yeah. For for mm-hmm. cis black men, like fill yourself mm-hmm. up, be your motherfucking self, cause you ain't. I I pray you're not just this archetype that just walks around. You know, mm-hmm. you you have to be more. And I think it hurts them. It frustrates them. I think they desire it. I think I think it's a deep, deeply energetic uh, thing. That and mm-hmm. and with with you know, masculine presenting women as well. It's, it's jealousy. It's just this weird shit, dark thing that they like have to really acknowledge. And I think it's deeply connected to desire and their own desires and their lack of of being able to like name it, feel it, and express I think it, be it. It's model behavior yeah. too. Like I think mm-hmm. in some ways it's like this, It's it's not enough to see this freer aspect of someone else or this this person who is um like daring to to walk and be embodied as who they know they are then it's the second piece of like that has to be like deaded because that was deaded in me or I was taught very early that I didn't get to possess and embody that freedom so it it, Mm -hmm. it's it's like this dual process of noticing it and then having to erase it yeah. And that's the part I'm just like, like it's just um, it, it feels like right. a, a very deep mm-hmm. um, envy. And, and then so so this was this was snuffed out in mm-hmm. me. So mm-hmm. it needs to also be like and I don't know, like I've I've talked to like some of my close, you know, like cishet friends about it. And there's this 
like first this tone of like wonder or like really like like that's how they're and then it's this immediate like rage wrath that that comes like Mm -hmm. next they don't even allow like oh this is a possibility what else is possible for me it it, like stops and then it just goes directly into i didn't get that you don't get that but that's the thing but trans people are at cishet men's disposal often uh and i was uh, you know offline with antoinette about this it's like but you can go to any city in the united states right now between 11 a.m and 6 a.m or 11 p.m and 6 a.m and you're gonna see cishet men literally on the prowl yeah, getting their desires desire. met and that's mm-hmm. and that's the thing and you know and and we try to humanize a very brutal violent act of or we try to we try to find the humanity and the trauma and and that's the default we go to for cishet men exactly. the same exactly. way dexter can have a whole last show unpacking a serial killer and you finding all this you know this deference for this person and you want to sit back and really unpack, well, why do they do that? Why? And I get it. I get it because we want to save them so fucking bad, but we don't want to sit back and save that trans person that we just walked past that had a five o'clock shadow when we was going in the bodega. We didn't want to find that much humanity for them. Right. And that's the problem. It's not, it's, it's a, it's a, I know that I can do this thing to this person with no kind of punishment happening to me. In fact, I'm going to get a badge of honor for fucking right. a black trans woman and then taking her life. Right. And I could talk about that shit and videotape it and put it on social media and they're going to say her name for a couple of days and then I'm going to go do the same thing to somebody else. I, I said this on because a... You, oh, no, no, I'm good. I said this on a different podcast that I was on as a guest and people were asking why people... They, they were saying, they were talking about George Floyd specifically and why the cop did what he did. And they were saying, you know, power and this and that. And I was like, but also their key factor is pleasure. Like mm. people mm-hmm. squash bugs because they enjoy it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just because they're curious, but like they yes. fucking like mm-hmm. to do it. Yes. And yeah. so that might be, that pleasure might be rooted in trauma. But like, again, Trauma is not your fault, but it's damn sure your fucking responsibility to root out mm-hmm. and heal and, and get past. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just not like, I, I want to humanize everyone. Our cishet men too. Got it. But like, y'all got to mm-hmm. get y'all shit together. Like mm-hmm. for real, like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how can you, you, you got that, that trauma, but when you standing next to a cishet white woman on the elevator, all of that desire ain't coming out your ass then. You got all the control in the world. Mm. Right. Right, you're right, because nothing's right. going to happen to him. Right. Uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's layered with the continuing to buy into this current framework, right? It's, it's, it's what you're, you know, what you're speaking to, Desiree and Ilya, like around, I... I'm not given the space and the freedom to be able to express myself and explore who I am as a human being, right? Because again, I've been given this bootleg version of what manhood is mm-hmm. and I need to fit into that. And I have also 
like to be real, I also have cis het black women who expect me to fall oh, yeah. in line with that yes. as well. Yeah. Yes. Right? And so yes. I have to fit into this this notion of what I'm supposed yeah. to be. And so that causes so much of me to be to be dimmed or to be completely snuffed out. And then that's layered with the conditioning that I get that I am supposed to I am the superior Mm-hmm. quote unquote sex right like thinking of it in that language i am superior i am the one that is supposed to be on top i'm the one who's supposed to be afforded the advantages and opportunities because in this system men are who is on top right mm-hmm. and so i'm still going to be carrying that with me also and then inflicting that onto the people that are around me right like so it's a double harm mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. i am desiring this level of freedom that I see you have and I want to take that and also I want you to know your place right like I'm not really trying right right like I want you to know your place within this and I want you to know I'm the one that's on top right because I'm still invested in this particular system I'm not ready to let go of this system because so many of us have been conditioned to this notion of power that completely places it on the other Right, like the only way that I have power mm. is to have control over another, which is completely different from having power from being self-actualized. And that's not what white supremacy wants, right? Like if you have people mm-hmm. that are self-actualized in their power, then there's no fucking way you can control them. You cannot. It's not going to work. But if you get people to believe in your notions of power and equating that with hoarding and mm. having control over another, then... Of course you're going to be fucked up in this system, right? Because only a certain small few people are able to actually hold that type of power. And so you're going to be spending your life trying to Mm. achieve that while also having all these pieces of you snuffed out and you got to take it out on someone. Mm. (laughs) Shanti, go ahead. So I'm, I'm really curious... I feel like all these radical ideas are are in the ethers now, uh, especially with this idea of defunding the police and all that is required for that to happen. And I'm just curious. I also, um, learning about Stonewall, how black and brown trans people led that and that ignited the whole you know, gay rights, Mm -hmm. civil rights of their own, their own kind of like revolution and how Mm -hmm. the folks that started that were completely snuffed out and erased and Mm -hmm. respectable Mm middle-class white gay folks stood in the forefront forefront and co-opted that. And I'm really curious in the ways that we're doing, in the ways that this is happening now with protest, with big corporations now saying Black Lives Matter with, you know, um, the cities now talking about how they're going to defund the police. How is this shit really going to happen without that same co-opting and, like, giving crumbs Mm -hmm. and, again, rearranging the power, but the power is still going to be the same when what needs to happen is like really, 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 really radical shit. And I'm just curious, Desiree and I talk about this all the time, 
One, I think it's really, really dangerous. The, the liberal agenda feels really dangerous to me um, because mm. of the ways that it portrays itself, but it, it, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, a different hand on the same body. And so I'm always I'm always curious when we're when you know people don't necessarily understand how drastically and how radically they we can't we can't even imagine what the what the world has to turn into. How does how does this happen? How do we protect ourselves from this, you know, um whitewashing or trying to keep capitalism intact or trying to keep this like system intact how does that how does that happen it just feels so layered to me and just talking about like we gotta deal with black men we gotta deal with white men we gotta deal with black women we gotta like we gotta vote about it we gotta vote them out it just feels like we gotta burn this motherfucker Mm. down and like die maybe and then Dun- come back <laughs> as fish <laughs> and evolve again. <laughs> that's it. No, like, no, but like, that's real. That is exactly. That's it. But that's how real. do we do that's like? Exactly how do we do that without? You know, like, how do we really do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. we. I yeah. I I feel yeah. you. I be thinking that too sometimes. But then I have to remember, like, again, like follow me where I'm going right now, right? Like, so if, again, going back to, like, if we are all this cosmic consciousness experiencing itself, then all of the solutions that we need are are here. Yeah. It's just about, are we going to tap into that or not? And I think that what we need, like, what can help us is looking at examples of people imagining right now, right? Like, imagining isn't something far off in the distance, right? Like, because our whole reality is based out of imagining, right? Somebody had a thought and said, yo, I want to put my shit on some shit. I'm going to make a table, yo. And the shit is here and we all use it. <laughs> no, for real. Like, you oh, get what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of like, so But you get what I'm saying? Like, you Damn. took that shit. No, like, for real. Like, yeah. like you took it from here. And you mm-hmm. manifested it mm-hmm. in this oh, reality. And we all like take it for granted, but it's like that shit didn't it's always exist. It, it all the wasn't time. always here. Yeah. And it, all it took was someone tapping in to be like, Nabi, I see it. I can bring it here. And there are people doing that right now, right? Like you name one, Soul Fire is an example. We can see examples of being of people being like, you know what? I'm gonna barter my services instead of using money. People are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, imagine what it could look like if more people just started tapping into that shit and looking at what are we actually doing right now that is helping us to start breaking away from this system. Right, it's not that it's not happening. It is. It's just not in all of our awareness and consciousness mm. yet. And things will come forward once it's in a critical mass of people's consciousness, right? Cuz everything for me everything is vibration, right? So if you have enough of this vibration and frequency happening, then it has to materialize. Mm. Right? Like it's going to cut it like it has to come from wherever that space that frequency is, it's going to show up here. And so I 
I know that like there's so much more to do in the imagining and thinking of like talking about defunding the police. That's nice that people say they want to defund the police and like divert money to like youth of color. That's great. First of all, you should have been doing that. But okay, that's they nice. are they doing that and in the suburbs. Also, yeah. That's where they're doing right, it. Like, Mm. Come on, yo. Like, and it, and you know that it's going to take more than that, right? Like, Antoinette, this is what, you know, you and I were talking about. Like, and so what does it mean for us to be governing ourselves and taking care of ourselves in that way? And what is it going to look like knowing that we live in a society like New York City, for example, mm. is completely segregated, huh. right? And so it can be one mm. thing for people of color to care for each other in their communities but then what happens when you leave that community and you go to a white community that's doing the same thing and they already show us now it don't matter whether or not the police are there they're going Mm -hmm. to take it upon themselves to Mm -hmm. fucking take care Mm -hmm. of you point blank Mm -hmm. and so you defund the police Mm -hmm. they're going to be mad as fuck so are you looking at what does it mean to confiscate weapons Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, what is gun? What is gun control gonna look like? <laughs> like, there's so many other things that need to be taking place in order for that to happen. But it's going to require us to looking to different ways and looking at people, looking at communities that aren't using mm-hmm. police in that way. And it may require us looking outside of America. Right. Look at other yeah. countries, look at other cultures mm-hmm. that are existing where maybe they have some version of what we would consider police. But, oh, shit, they don't got weapons. They don't carry guns in the streets. Were there police what? in Costa Rica when we were there just marching around? I don't, I don't remember seeing that, but I remember feeling I like don't. real good. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't remember that. Right. Things are happening and our imagination just continues to be sparked the more that we're able to look at people choosing to live and operate in different ways. But it requires us to know about that. And it requires us to be smart about the channels that we have access to, right? Because all of it is constructed also, right? Like the internet, that we, everything that we have access to, Mm -hmm. all of it is constructed and given to us in particular ways for particular reasons to Mm -hmm. push particular agendas forward. So how do I use that? Right, like, how do I use this fucking Zoom platform to be like, go burn that motherfucking shit down? You know what I'm saying? Like, outside of like, yes, I'm. We're never gonna be able to sign in again, internet. (laughs) 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 But you get what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's here, and we just have to continue to tap into that pulse and that frequency more and more and more. But in the immediate, what do we do? Do we like? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, and I was just, I think, in my um, interest in that question is always like, like, well, what do you need to be able to, like, imagine? What do you need mm-hmm. to be able to feel yeah. safe enough and emboldened enough to imagine? You need food? You hungry? You need some orgasms? Or you need, what do you need? Like, what, like what, do you, what do you need to be able to feel um, that that freedom is possible for you? Like, and and that's where I'm like really interested in like how pods or groups or communities of us can like be a network or a um, like incubator for people to be able to go there with themselves, to be able to really tap in and um, bring forth what is, like you're saying, Nico, what is already there. Like it's already, Mm -hmm. we have 
again, because we all incarnated at the same time, like, I don't think we all would have jumped in this for it to be like, well, this shit just is not going to work. Like, I, right. I think because we are all activated and here, even in our various like places in our journeys, I'm like, it's already done. It's our, the, the energy and the consciousness of it already being um, completed and lovely and beautiful and free. It's, it's already here. Like it's, it's already done. So it's about like aligning to that. And for me, like interested in, in figuring out what it is that, that people need to be able to like go there with themselves. And, and I personally, from my like experience, find that most of, most of folks resistance to it is like around money and this like like physical security and Mm. so i'm always like how how do we make more space for people to gather and live in a way where it's like you know you're going to be taken care of like go there i know the secret's in you like go there i'm gonna hold it down so you can go there like my stomach, you can go there. <laughs> yeah, see, it's like, what do you, and what do you need so you it. can go that's there? The that's the like, what do you need so you can go there? And I got you, I got right. you. That's so. Amazing. I think you know you what it is. What about... do you need? I think it's. I think it's a. Uh, when I, I think it's some personality traits and some. So a lot of it's linked to trauma when people make decisions mm-hmm. based off of fear and they have these security nets because they're like, mm-hmm. I know I got me. If motherfuckers ain't got me, I got me. So I need this in the bank, this, this, this. And so that's why even even like on Juneteenth, I have plans to go with this bike crew to do like this black business crawl. And we're going to start in Harlem and come down to, you know, in Brooklyn and do this. And I'm sitting there like, should I be giving my money? Like, what should I be doing? Is it about money? Should I just be bartering? Like, I just don't. Like in the immediate, like while we live in this capitalistic world and society, like in the immediate, what do we do? Do we really just yeah. like I? Yeah. That's my like oh, right now, like yeah. tomorrow. Is it that I, I mean, commit I, myself to like stop fucking with Amazon and go ahead and because that's the type of changes yeah. that I've been trying yeah. to make. Like yeah, no, 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 fuck Amazon. Beyonce, that letter was cute, but you getting on my nerves. Like you don't need all them rooms in your house. Like all these kind of things where I'm right. just like you know I'm you starting gotta to give up Beyonce, yeah. Antoinette. <laughs> Beyonce gotta die, maybe, yo. No. <laughs> but I think it is that series of like how you like are choosing, yeah, mm-hmm. and like what parts of you are like deciding, yeah. you know, like like yeah. where are your, what is the process for your decision making? Where is it coming? Like what what is it? Um, what's the well that it's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I feel like this thing of where we are putting our our time, our money, our energy is is a really, really big one. And for that to kind of ignite on a larger level, it it comes down to us making like very honest and um, scary, like little tiny decisions constantly Mm -hmm. and just committing to that process. And then joining and gathering when when those like tiny decisions go beyond like, are just like individual lives. It's like, okay, now how do I like be in relationship yeah. to other people so I can like mm-hmm. make sure my housing is secure? I've made these choices. I like, I'm not giving this, you know, landlord my fucking rent who, you know, continues to be like transphobic or homophobic or anti black. Like, but now I need a house. Is there anybody else that made that really difficult decision after like 10 small ones, that bigger decision? Like, is there anybody? Mm-hmm. Like, can I be supported in continuing? 
to make even bigger decisions and mm-hmm. scary yeah. decisions that all stem from this truth of like what kind of world you want to yeah. see and live and be in an experience. And I mm-hmm. feel like those tiny decisions every day and then being supported and making those bigger ones and knowing you're not alone. Right. You're not alone. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not going to let you fall. We're not going to, it's, it's not possible. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. if you've made 10 tiny decisions and your 11th Fuck. one is like, yo, I got to quit my job. Yeah. What What do you need? Like, what do you need, Aunt, to quit I, your job? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? Not like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so. I, yeah. Anyway. And I feel like. No, I think ahead, we've been ahead. talking about pleasure activism. We've been talking about our bodies. I think, unfortunately unfortun- and unfortunately, everybody knows what they need to do. Because your body will tell you, this does not feel good. You're exhausted, Mm -hmm. you're tired, Mm -hmm. you're angry, Mm -hmm. you're anxious, you're scared, you're unable to be honest. Like there's so many areas in our life that we have little alarms that are demanding us to make choices Mm -hmm. and are guiding our choices and are leading the crumbs to like the big, you know, the collective... um, actualization if you will like it's it's if all you, if you will it's all there so i think each of us knows yeah. in our personal lives like don't eat that don't fuck him drop that job tell this person how you really feel don't spend more time with your kids take away your like i think we all fortunately have that information in our dna to like ping let us know what the fuck's going on, which is so annoying. It's inescapable. <laughs> it's like, damn. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, bitch, you better take your own advice. You're like, don't say, don't yeah. do that. I'm like, <laughs> and then the more you lean into it, the louder it gets. So like yeah. this, this was like my thing. I was like, no, I want to like do a Zoom class about herbs, and it was like, no, my body was like, that's but see, why are you making that decision? Because you mm-hmm. feel like you should be doing something, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that's not your role in this moment, and you're gonna miss your own like contribution or your own like what is the actual like organic consciousness that is trying to come out of you because you're trying to push yourself to something that's not coming from what you feel to be true in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that's really that's really, really hard, and it can be very lonely. It could be very long. And knowing survivor might be your fucking robe shit. Yeah. Yo, you know what I mean? It's just talk about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just because you know this. Yeah. like that uh that shit I read way back when I was calling myself becoming conscious and I had read this book called The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Yeah. And um and you know, just the onus being on us to really have these difficult conversations already you know, being marginalized in a very specific way that disrupts our literal lives in every imaginable way and still having the bandwidth to be able to create and envision literally changing a whole system when the whole system is being thrown at you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so just sitting back and fucking taking a nap is how I'm participating. I know getting right. my next meal is how Word. I'm fucking participate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Word. That's where we at. You know, just just making yeah. sure our peoples is eating and and got you know a roof over their head during this time. That's how we yeah. participate. Keeping motherfuckers out of jail. 
That's how we fucking participating yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. you know, we 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 setting fires, but we also been collectively putting those fires out, which is part of um, the way the system constantly throws the whole kitchen sink at us. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, going back to the defunding of police, and I feel I feel what you were saying, Nico. But goddamn. If somebody shifted the budget, and I know one of my favorite like local collectives got a million dollars, you know what I'm saying? That was mm-hmm. taken away from some cops. I could yeah. fucking flip that shit and do a hell of a lot for the community. Yeah. So yeah, you I'm, know what I mean. Word. That's why that shit is so hard too. to like. Cause I'm like, yeah, give it to give it to some of these collectives. Let yeah. let them motherfuckers show up when somebody is having a mental health crisis instead of some yeah. white motherfucker with a gun. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, yeah, like, and it's, it's all of these things happening simultaneously, right? Like, yeah. it's not that anything needs to be necessarily happening in a particular order. Mm-hmm. It's that it's the same way of thinking about this entire ecosystem, right? Like, nothing is mm. operating within a vacuum. Everything is interconnected. Yes. And so everything is working in connection to each other at the same time. And all of the things need to be yeah, happening, right? And other. like that speaks to what yeah. you were just talking about around. It is revolutionary yeah. for black people to be like, I am going to take care of myself. Yeah. I am going to take a deep breath. I'm going to take that nap. I'm going to go for that walk. I'm going to do whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. that I want to do in this moment. That is going to allow me to Mm. find stillness. Mm -hmm. That's going to allow me to find a moment of peace. That's going to allow me to just get some fucking sleep and have a dream, Mm. right? Or not have a dream. Like, that is revolutionary. Particularly when you look at even just the whole terminology of self-care and how that has constantly been used against us, right? Like, that Mm. was part of the notion of justifying enslavement right like these are people that don't have the capacity for self-care like this was language you can look at the Mm. language that white folks were using they don't have the capacity to take care of themselves and so it is our job to do it for them and so they create this whole system that is to their benefit on the premise that we have we do not hold the capacity to take care of ourselves and then they continue to use that language in wellness communities (laughs) now but the face of wellness mm. is often white people, white women, white thin, able-bodied women, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, as the face mm-hmm. of this, layered with the notion that self-care equates with you have to spend money in order to have access to it, right? Like, it's not self-care mm-hmm. if you're not taking a class or if you're not buying particular type of clothing, if you're not eating this particular type of... Like, everything that is tied to you having money. Yeah. When we know... That we live in a system where people of color and black people in particular are put at a disadvantage of having access to money, right? And so then what does that look like for black people to have uh, Mm. this legacy of Mm. I can't take care of myself followed with, well, what it means to take care of myself means that I have to spend money and I don't have money. So I'm not going to take care of myself, Mm. right? I'm going to continue to lean into all of these other ways that I've been conditioned to continue to invest in the system mm-hmm. and not invest in myself. And that shit is detrimental as fuck. And, we and see that, it. that, and that so lends it's itself like, to the fear. Exactly. Like, right. And so, and it continues to perpetuate this, this notion of, of lack, right? Cause that's, mm-hmm. 
that is what white supremacy is seeped in. This deep-rooted, I don't know where the fuck it comes from, yeah. but this deep-rooted sense of lacking. Scarcity. Right? Like, because yeah. you, you can, if you are a full, capable, know you're the fucking abundant human, you don't have to do this shit. <laughs> right? Like, you, there is no need for you to oppress, marginalize, do all of these things to other human beings. For what? You have everything that you need. Right? But there's something in you that... Mm-hmm. It's pushing you to the space mm-hmm. of lack that's forcing you to, for whatever reason, show up in these particular types of ways. And they then spread that to us. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we start to buy into, I'm lacking. Mm-hmm. And in this, yeah. I need this system to yes. fulfill that lack. And if I don't, like, I don't have the means to take care yes. of myself. And like, yes. we can survive without it, and we need right. to, like, Right, and we have that. been surviving without right. it. Yes. Not just surviving, like, but excelling. No yes. Right. We're thriving yeah. in a shit mm-hmm. that literally has been constructed to snuff you out. Yeah. And we are still mm-hmm. here. And it's natural. We're still here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like, you are the yes. literal pinnacle oh. of what it means to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. We would not fucking be here if we didn't do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo. Yeah. Stop playing. We got it. Stop playing. We do. <laughs> we got it. We do. But we really have to... It's a lot of layers of trauma to get through to really start tapping into that. Right? Like, Because we can see it. We are all the walking manifestation of it. Right, like mm. in our consciousness somewhere, black people see other black people. Mm. They see their family, their friends. They look in the mirror and they're like, "Shit, mm. somebody lived." Was like, "I dare to fucking live. I'm gonna make it, yo, so that I could be here." You know that runs through you, right? Like we know it, but it's like, how do we, how do we bring that to the surface of our consciousness? How do we take it out of the subconscious to the surface so that we really like? embody that like imagine if we like this is us operating in like the most intense situations situations where we shouldn't be able to thrive situations that call us away from ourselves all of the time Mm. and we're still here so imagine if we were in a space of like really recognizing damn nico what the shit would be you know what i'm saying right i'm be going to bed feeling good nico <laughs> mm, tabernacle, but Shanti, you gotta uh, fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen, we're fucking dope, yo. We are fucking dope. Shanti, you have like, a a last question that I really like. On what that, did I um... say? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last. It's the last one. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring love into this. You know, we have a lot of like, mm. we got a lot of shit, but I wanted to know what are we learning about love through all of this? What are you guys learning about love through all of this? Um, period. Question mark, rather. Love is the literal manifestation of every single thing I do mm. all day, every day. Um, that's what keeps me going. You know, even even when I don't, even when I cannot imagine that love for myself, I can literally uh, think about my comrades and my kindred 
And that gets, that wakes me up every day. Mm. Um, just knowing that the deepest love that I have from them when a whole ass world is trying to eradicate them and that my love keeps them going and their love keeps me going. That's literally the only thing propelling me right now. So that's deeply embedded in just my core and just all of the work I do. Thank you. Damn. That's a good question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's an inspiring answer. Thank you. I'm like, love is a four-letter word. Love is just a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> love. Ask <laughs> question, please. <laughs> <laughs> pass. Can I pass? I don't fucking know. I guess that's a question we could continue to ask ourselves. Y'all got answers? Yes. Yeah. I mean, go? go ahead, Desiree. No, no, you go, you go. Um, I, I think what I continue to be reminded of in these times is everything, right, that Ilya just said, right? How is, how is love guiding the way that I just show up in myself mm. And I show up in the world. And how does that inform every action that I'm taking? Which reminds me that love is a continuous choice. Right? Like, I feel it. I am it. And also, in this particular reality, every choice that I make has to, has to be one of love. Right? And, and what does that mean and look like for each of those particular moments? Right? So, it could mean saying no to someone that I really care about because I'm like, listen, I love you and I want to help and support you because I love you as a human being. I love you as my Black family. And also, I need to take this nap right now. I got you. Right? And so in that moment, I am choosing love of myself, like the love that I need to be pouring into to myself to refill, to be able to give in the next moment. So just the reminder that Love mm. is a series of of choices, right? Like embodying it, but then embodying to. it, yeah, like in every yeah. single choice that I am making and being really, really clear, mm. clear yes. in that. And, you know, love is being a queer person who is mm. not afraid yes. to be in a, for yes. me, be in a queer relationship and and show that like my love is fucking radical and you're gonna see that <laughs> shit and i'm not gonna hide it and i'm gonna kiss who the fuck i want in front of the who whoever the fuck i want and i want to see other people fucking i don't care i want to see you know what i'm saying like i want i'm going to i'm going to embody that i'm not going to deny myself of the mm. pleasure that that i want to have and i want to experience and I'm also going to make sure that you see me in doing my loving, right? And that's going to look different from what we're often being taught. And I'm going to force you to realize, oh, shit, like there, what I'm being conditioned to is not the only way because I can't deny what I'm seeing. I can try to, but somewhere in my consciousness, I know that there's another way that exists. Um, so I'm just here like listen mm. i'm queer and i love who the fuck i love and i'm going to love yes. even though you're telling me that i can't and i shouldn't and i should die for it i'm still gonna love who the fuck i love you know wow. church yeah 
you know, and love is has always been such a um, mm. like hard place for me, like a place of tension because I, the model that I have of love was that it's, as a That's series real. of transactions. Mm. Um, and it's how you, you base those transactions, like what someone did or didn't do for you was a measure of how much they loved you. So it was this mm. really um, warped sense of what of what love is. And it's been really hard for me. Like when people say like, do you love yourself? I'm like, what does that mean to love myself? So I had to kind of figure out for me, like what metrics I use when I think about loving myself. And for me, mm-hmm. kind of to what you were saying, Nico, it comes down to how closely I'm honoring the truth of what I feel and what I, and what I know and mm-hmm. how, um, I care for myself and am compassionate with myself in moments mm. where I mm. want to completely abandon myself. Like it, it's how many times mm. I can come back home to myself and the truth of who I am versus abandon myself. Mm. And right. even when I abandon myself, how can I be like, okay, that's a choice that you made, but like, I'm still here. Like there's an aspect of me that will always be here no matter how often I like abandon or, or refuse to come home to myself because I'm scared or because the truth of what I feel is dangerous to other people. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I also have come to realize like <laughs> I'm a single hoe, like I, I've been single for a long time. So, you know, like ideas of love, I'm like, what does it, what, how do you with someone? Is that it's <laughs> not so much a feeling and not even so much actions, though it's a part of it, but it's actually a place mm. that we all go to together. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. we go to this place. Love is a, a, a consciousness that we create and live in mm-hmm. and exist in together. It, it becomes a container for us to, like, do our work and make mistakes and learn things. Mm. And I am, like, so excited yes. personally to, like, live and grow and create this place of love with, like, a black non-man like that excites me that I could be doing this with like you know a, a, a black yes. a gender non-conforming fam or a black trans woman or like I, I like that just that lights me up that lights me up to be able to to create more of these places of, of mm. love in in my daily life and to explore that as like a an atmosphere that we're all sort of like mm. living in so Word. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah, y'all be here alone, so I just right. Know. <laughs> no, word. word. I was just picturing a really random like honey. Like you were talking, and all I could mm. see was like just honey coming down. Like, ooh, yes, <laughs> it's right. It's good. Right. That shit sounds mm. sweet as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck love. <laughs> I think I'm I'm a single mother um, come from a broken family so I think a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my um, feeling loved has to come has comes with safety and of course centering that around mm. like black men has always been a thing, them protecting me, them making me feel secure and safe. And that's just slowly like, like sand in my hands. And I've been, 
I'm also pathologically <laughs> secretive. So it's me. Co-star Co-star told me that. And I was like, fuck you, Co-star. And I can't get it out of my mind. So I think I'm just, I'm just, it's a mix of everything that you guys said. It's just like a cracking open and a vulnerability with everybody in my life that I'm really excited. Terrified <laughs> to explore. To say, bitch, you ain't excited. <laughs> <laughs> but I trust again because my body, and I know that because these messages and these people in my life and and my own body is just constantly trying to push me forward to feel safe and to feel like there's something, there's another possibility greater than this weird imagining of what mm. security is because it's just so mm -hmm. weird this idea of security that we have in the first place it's, it's just absurd. it's fucking yeah. absurd but it don't exist absurdity. but like I, i'm just excited to explore that and discover that mm. and to share that with like mm. mad people you know mm -hmm. and breaking out of this mm. idea that it has to be with your partner or with just with your child mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. yep. no that's so but important. it requires mm -hmm. a vulnerability and honesty and a like a a, a, a moving forward um, that terrifies me and and also just like energizes me and excites me and you know I'm so, I'm so excited to have another experience beyond what you know this this Shanti has been experiencing I'm ready for like what's what you know Ooh. the next iteration <laughs> of next shanti level. of love is you know let so. me know i can support hey. you in that girl <laughs> 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 you be getting on my nerves i'm like how do you feel though i'm like what the will fuck you tell me you're crying but you're not talking yeah <laughs> that is so annoying yeah. <laughs> what, what about you internet yeah, yeah i don't know i really don't i'll be honest these mm. these last Four or five years, I've been sitting back like, girl, what, what is, what is love? I know that I have it in me because I'm just, I'm one of these people that like my capacity to like forgive and have compassion is like very high. And like I can humanize people and people that have hurt me really deeply and just people who just are just dickheads and all that, like, you know, like whatever. But like I haven't seen I think the the relationship that I've that I, I haven't been around enough, but I I hold very high is like my sister and her husband's relationship, where I'm like that's love, like they really love mm. each other, cause like they honor each other where they're at, like wherever they're at, and and mm. I haven't experienced that really, um, or haven't been in a place to experience it fully. I should say that. Um, so I really don't know as I look back on the people that I thought I loved. Um, I think I, I don't know if it was that, I don't know if I just didn't love myself enough or if I was just more in awe of them or hiding in that relationship. I don't know, but, um, I know that I look forward to it. I know the feeling, I know that I feel it mostly when I'm with kids and I know that love, like I'm so clear about that love where I'm like, 
Like I feel it so deeply. Um, but I just mm. look forward to, again, <clears throat> choosing it, creating it, whatever that looks like. And also having it with me. Like I'm trying to be really gentle with me and I'm not very gentle <laughs> in general. So um, I'm figuring that out. And I, I struggle with the... I don't know. Like I look at other people and I'm like, well, maybe that's what they need, but I don't, I don't feel like I need that. Like I don't want to rest right now. Like my, my self care is going to the March and get and feeling mm -hmm. energized mm -hmm. and being with people. And like, maybe that's how I feed myself. My feet might hurt yeah. and maybe I got to chill the next day. But so I'm, I'm figuring out what my self care looks like um, because mm -hmm. I've tried like all of these things that people, you know, different healers have told me, well, rest and this. And I'm like, but I fucking, I, it doesn't resonate with me. Like I just mm. be sitting there, like, okay. So I also have to figure that out too. Like what that means, <laughs> you know? Like, so I'm I'm more in the discovery part. I'm figuring it all mm. out, hopefully, or exploring it, at the very least. So I don't know, but I know that I fucking mm. look forward to it because <laughs> this cold lonely bit with my cat, ain't it? <laughs> Talk about it. I love her and Talk all. About it. But somebody got somebody is holding her anyway for the week, and I'm ready to have her back because I'm like, oh, it's really lonely in here now. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm excited. Mm. We'll see. But I just, I, in, I, the last episode we closed um, by honoring some of the people that are no longer with us. And I think that mm. I want to ask first. Uh, if we agree that our our trans community is is the community that is at most risk right now, is that fair mm -hmm. to say? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just mm -hmm. want to honor them, uh, and so I'm just gonna list off some names. Um, so we have Dustin Parker, fatally shot in Oklahoma. On New Year's Day, we have Nalusa Luciano Ru uh, oh, I'm messing this name up. Ruiz, fatally shot in Puerto Rico, February 24th. Yampi Mendez Orocho, fatally shot, Puerto Rico, March 5th. Mokia Diamond, killed in Charlotte, North Carolina, March 18th. Lexi was killed in Harlem, March 28th. Joanna Medscar killed in Baltimore, April 11th. Serena Velasquez Ramos killed in Puerto Rico, April 21st. Layla Sanchez killed in Puerto Rico, April 21st. Penelope Diaz Ramirez killed in Puerto Rico, April 13th. Nina Pop. Killed in Missouri, May 3rd. Hallie J. O'Regan. Killed in San Antonio, Texas, May 6th. Tony McDade. Killed in Tallahassee, Florida, May 27th. Dominique Fells. Killed in Philadelphia, June 9th. And Rhea Milton. Killed in Ohio, June 9th. And I just want to be clear yeah. that these names are only from 2020 
and um, they are only American citizens mm-hmm. that were listed. And the full list is much longer if we're going, we're talking about worldwide. And in 2019 alone, 331 mm-hmm. trans people were killed and 130 of those murders took place in Brazil. So we have a lot of work to do. But I want to honor those mm-hmm. good folks <clears throat> and Check. just pour libation. Ashe. Thank you all for being here, for being so <laughs> generous. This was I this is my I, this is something I'm gonna listen to and like I, <laughs> um but please if you want, please tell folks where they can find you, where they can keep up with you, because I'm sure there's gonna be people that are like, I wanna know who this person is or I wanna be involved or what have you. Um so if you care to do that, please take this time to go ahead. Anybody. Can I make an ask? Yeah, go ahead. Can we just take a couple of collective deep breaths? I I don't know how the rest of y'all are feeling, but, you know, we just um, walk through a lot of different realities right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I felt like I ran through them, and I need to catch my breath a little bit. Um, Are y'all down for that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, just, you know, find whatever seat feels most comfortable to you. And I'm going to invite you to either close your eyes or lower your gaze. With your chin slightly towards your chest, shoulders relaxed. Just feel your body for a moment. Inhale deeply through the nose. Exhaling out through the mouth audibly. Again, inhaling deeply through the nose. Exhale out through the mouth. One more time, breathing in deeply. Fill up the belly and hold at the top of a full breath. For three, two, one. And exhale out through the mouth. Thank you. 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 That's so important. Thank you. That's so important. Take that yes. breath, yo. They tried to take it from Me us. Too. See, yes. I just keep. I just keep running. I ain't even breathing out here. Mm. You're right. Well, all right. Well, if anybody does want to share, if y'all don't, it's cool too. <laughs> After the breath. Anybody? Uh-huh. No. I always want yeah, to lift my word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, you can uh, find me. Um, my website is decolonizingfitness.com. And um, you can find me on Patreon under the same name. And you can also find me on Instagram, decolonizing underscore fitness. Wonderful. Thank you. We follow each other. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so um, go ahead. I'll share my okay. Instagram real quick. Um, my Instagram is nico.i.le. I be on there every once in a while. <laughs> but if you ever want to just talk shit and how to bring this shit down. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm. Or have a virtual dance party. She would be down for that, too. Oh, oh I'll DJ. Yeah. <laughs> you should do that. I'll DJ. Um, I am trifling. So... Uh, <laughs> You can hit me up, but I'm always like, they're going to take away the internet, so we got to get used to not being on the internet. So I might not be on Instagram when you you go to search. But um, (laughs) memorize some people's phone numbers, child. Like, like, know what people are, because they're going to snap. At some point, the telecommunications is going Nana Catherine's Apothecary. That's my practice. Um, Nana, N-A-N-A. Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, apothecary, A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y. Yeah, I don't, I'm like going through a major shift in Des, how I'm showing up imagining. I'm offering. You're imagining. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting weird. Yeah, it's going to be I'm getting yeah, weird. So, um yeah, but that's that's where I that's where I am. Nana Catherine, that's my paternal grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm named for her, Desiree Catherine. So I like, if nothing else, I just like saying her name every time yes. I give my hand. Up. So <laughs> yes. Nana Catherine, shout out to hey, you, Grandma. Yeah. And y'all know where to find us. Y'all can call us at two one five nine four eight two seven eight zero. Email us at aroundthewaycurls at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Chantilly, I see you sitting up. You about to say something? No. Oh, you just sat up, so I just thought. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I have a question. Please. Um, so, you know, back in the day when y'all used to oh, do the I'm you to this do it. or that. <laughs> I was on episode 15 and I never got that round and I don't want it now. I don't want it now. But but my question is, that was the intention. My question is, my question is money and dicks. I think it needs to be a little bit more inclusive. I had changed it for y'all. I would like to say something that Shanti came up with that. I'm not owning it. I'm putting that on her. She saw a meme. You know, Shanti lives her life through memes. She saw a a (laughs) Missy Piggy and Kermit the Frog thing. And she was like, this is amazing. But wait a minute, wait a minute. A dick could be on anybody. Hello. No, that's true. But also, like, (laughs) so can clits. Yes. You know, I don't know. So what'd you say, Dad? Say it again. I said, I said money and clits. That's I said, you know, but like, I feel like it doesn't have to be that. But I just, you know, with with like a little bit more. I think money and clits is great. You know. Down with (laughs) phallic-centered culture. I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) Money and clips. We got to record the intro Money and clips. I'm here for Ow. it. Money, power, clips is the key. I don't want to put the hind. Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you just said? <laughs> yes. We put that on a shirt. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just messing with it. No, that's, that's, that's that genius. You already know I was with the shit. I was like. <laughs> we it. need to redo that intro anyway. What? We need to redo that intro anyway. No, but we have to do it now. So you have it set up, Antoinette? <laughs> well, I don't want to. Do you want this to be on no, the episode? Yeah, I yeah. had it that it would be a Patreon. Oh, so the producer. Shanti. Okay. Antoinette's producing. Oh, right. 
<laughs> Fuck you, yo. Hold it's right, up. it's true. You know how I find it in the drive? I find it. Well, first, let's end the episode. Thank you all so much for being here <laughs> with our raggedy you. asses. We trying. Thank you. That was they amazing. So good. I appreciate yeah, right? y'all for yes. real. Because y'all blowing my I cannot yeah. wait to edit this and listen to it. I'm hyped. Like, I'm really hyped. I'm telling you, when like, Antoinette is down with the government, you know, it's when she gets that energy <laughs> into some I fucking one, though, like, community <laughs> building or some you shit. You swear that I'm, good. first of all, you swear that I'm this big. I just think that we have to attack it at all ends while we're here. Like, yeah. I don't think that we should just be like, I'm not fucking voting because the government. Like, no, I think this is what we have right we now. Gotta, but we also got to bring this shit down as well. So I'm going to be civically engaged as well. You're just like. <laughs> going to be civically engaged. Burn the building down and then get in the tub and make yourself a bath to think about mm, what you need. That sounds, sounds yummy. Amazing. Burn that motherfucker down. Have a nice Meanwhile, she roast is a vegan roast or a pork roast. Dance around a fire. <laughs> get butt ass naked. Right. Go in some no, water. All right, with that. And do mushrooms. Oh my God. And with that, we're out. End of episode. Falling your way. So you can crumble, fall in your ways, so you can sleep at night, fall in your ways, so you can wake up. You have just heard an around the way curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Sleep at night, falling away.